welcome back to part two of our Teams of the Season uh, podcast. So part two, we give you in part one our best teams of the season. We're now going to give you our worst team of the season and once again give you all the chance after the podcast to have your say over who you think is the worst team of the season. So obviously once again joined by Naeem, Jonathan and Ryan. Uh, we've all gone for this time a 4-3-3 formation. We are going to start off this time with me um, for my worst team of the season. So my goalkeeper. Now, I, I wanted to put someone like Jordan Pickle in, but then he played really well towards the end of the year. So my goalkeeper is Ben Foster, because I think that for me, I've got no Watford players in my defence. I have to put someone in from Watford, and I think that he's made some absolute disastrous mistakes this season. It hasn't been, for me, a clear, obvious candidate like normal. It's always like one keeper you always think, ah, oh, this guy's been atrocious, this guy's made those mistakes. But I think, for me, Ben Foster, um, Watford were atrocious for the whole year, and he wasn't great himself. And I think that he got a lot of stick from fans about his YouTube stuff, which I personally don't agree with, but I think he's not had a great year. So he is going in my worst team of the year as my goalkeeper. Now, our next person is going to be Ryan. So, Ryan, who is your goalkeeper so my goalkeeper is actually shares the same name with a player we just mentioned and that is Vanja Milinkovic Savic I've got no idea if they're related I reckon they probably are but this Milinkovic Savic had a shocking season quite frankly a 25 year old who plays for Torino and he actually made 27 appearances last season with my picks in this team I've leaned more towards players that have made a lot more of appearances maybe than others. But, you know, he's, he's played most of their games and um, he had an average rating of 6.21, which is pretty abysmal. And, yeah, he was just very poor throughout the season for Torino, in my opinion. And then we're next going to go to Jonathan. Jonathan, who is your goalkeeper? I'm going with Oliver Bauman from Hoffenheim. You know, they were actually looking at Europe, middle, even the, the middle part of the season, and then I think they l- didn't get three points from their last nine contests or something crazy like that. And he's still a decent keeper in the league, but um, letting in 60 goals in the season is pretty bad numbers in those last few games. He let in five to Gladbach, four to Leverkusen, four to Freiburg, three to Leipzig, and even three to... Hertha Berlin to end the season. So pretty rough from Bauman there and and Hoffenheim's defense as a whole. So I'm going to have to go with him. And finally, Naeem, who was your goalkeeper? So my goalkeeper was actually my goalkeeper for team of the season last season. I've gone for Jan Oblak, um, simply because of the fact... He started off. He started off poorly this season. There was a, there was a point in last season where he had conceded more goals than he had saved shots. He did kind of pull it back towards the second half of the season, but yeah, he, he this season he pretty much he conceded um, nearly double the amount of goals as he did last season. His save percentage was went down last season. I, I don't know what happened this season, but yeah, compared to last season in where they won the league, yeah, he's not been at his best this season. So I've gone for Jean Oblak of Atletico Madrid in my back as my goalkeeper, worth goalkeeper this season. Brilliant. And right back to you, Naeem. We'll start with your right back. My right back is... I went for... Oh, can you come back to me? I lost my bloody list. 
No problem. We'll go to you, Jonathan. I went with Wolfsburg's Kevin Mbappu. Uh, horrendous season for him as well as the team. Um, you know, Switzerland international is a fairly solid player. Did absolutely zip nada for the club and for himself. Pretty pitiful all around. Um, yeah, I've, I guess I really don't have anything too nice to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ryan, who is your right back? My right back is someone who spent the season on loan at Fiorentina from Real Madrid, and that is Alvaro Odriozola, who I actually rated. Well, I still kind of do rate him, but he had a poor season, quite frankly, for Fiorentina. Um, every time I watched him, just looked a little bit sloppy. Didn't look up to you know the pace of the game and. Yeah, just a disappointing loan spell altogether, really, for him. So, be interesting to see what he do next. Fantastic. So, my right back is someone that came in with a lot of expectation. He, you know, he came from Barcelona. Everyone thought, "Wow, this team's got an amazing potential player here." And quite frankly, I don't think anyone know, quite knows how this player was even in the Barcelona ranks. It's Emerson Royale. I think he's been truly terrible. I mean. Spurs, you know, they start off season really badly despite you know Nuno getting you know managers a month. They had a big city on the first day. They won their first three games. Emerson Royale was quite frankly awful, and I think that obviously we saw the resurgence of Matt Doherty, which really stopped him playing well. And I think just yeah, I can't say anything more. Really, Emerson Royale has just been simply one of one of the worst signings of the whole year. He's been dreadful. Um, now we're going to go to you finally, um, Naim. Have you found your list? And who, if so, who is your right back? Yeah, so my right back, I've gone for Sergio Dest of Barcelona. You know, he's 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 been unable to have like a consistent run of games this season. You know, he's been there for about two, three years now at Barcelona. He's not been able to cement a position down, and even at the end, of, tail end of this season, obviously, Xavi brought in Davi, Danny Alves is is what nearly double his age. And he kind of benched him for the last part of the season, so I don't think he's really in favour with Sergio Dest. So I've gone, I've gone for him as my right back because he's not lived up to his expectations. Fantastic. Uh, we'll go back to you. We'll go back to you. Um, mm. What we're going to do? We're going to give our centre backs both at the same time. So we're going to go to you first, name for your two worst La Liga centre backs of the season. All right. So my two centre backs are. So I've gone for Stefan Savic. Uh, it's kind of the same reasons uh, as Jan Oblak. You know, they won won the title last season. Their defense was pretty poor. This the defense of the title was pretty poor. You know, and he's he's not he's he's he's, he's quite old anyway as it is. But yeah, his um, performances have have dipped this season. So I've gone for him as my centre back. Um, I have a centre back. I've gone for Omar Alderetti from Valencia. He's uh, part of. Part of that Valencia defence that, you know, struggled to get back into Europe for the last couple of seasons. You know, they did keep seven, he did keep a part, part, of, part of seven clean sheets this season. But, you know, he played most of the games this season. And, yeah, Valencia's team is, is just, yeah, needs a lot of, lot of money pumped into it. But that's not going to be happening anytime soon. So I've gone for him and Savage as my worst centre-backs this season. And next up, we're going to go to Jonathan. Who are your Who are your two centre backs? The first one I've gone with is Nico Elvedi from Gladbach. Gladbach gave up 
uh, an atrocious 61 goals this campaign, and Elvedi was one of the main reasons for this. Didn't really do much of anything. Had one goal, so a non-contributor on the offensive end, and you know had a fair amount of appearances. Played in 28 games, but dropped off in form. Um, has still been linked with a couple of clubs for a possible move this transfer window as. Gladbach look and desperately need that rebuild and some fresh blood in the squad, but a disappointing year for a guy who's pretty well known and is a decent defender overall. And secondly, I've gone with Mats Hummels. Uh, I could have easily put a Kanji on here. You know what? I could have put the entire Dortmund defense on here. So open at the back and Hummels himself is getting old, isn't the player that he once was. And so he should be grateful Schlotterbeck and, Sulaire coming in um, gives him a little break for those rusty old knees. And yeah, he's just not the same player he once was and isn't good enough for a Dortmund side that want to contend for the Bundesliga title and pretty pitiful. Fair enough. Um, now we're going to head next to Ryan. So Ryan, who are your two centre-backs? My two centre-backs are... As follows. Michael, I'm going to butcher this name, Savo Boda. He currently plays for Venezia, 23-year-old, only made 18 appearances last season, so this may be a little bit harsh, but he was statistically one of the worst players in Serie A last season when he did play. And for me, he was one of them. And his partner was that of Dimitrios Nicolau of Spezia, another 23-year-old, but he did play 36 appearances, so nearly all of Spezia's games last season. And again, he was just pretty poor for them. I mean, they were a team sort of struggling towards the bottom throughout the season, but even so, he um, just didn't look very good at all. So this this was a hard category to pick from, but um, for me, those two were my worst players of the season. And finally, my two centre-backs. My first one, at some point, you have to have a Norwich player in here somewhere. They were the worst team in the whole season. So I'm going for Ben Gibson as one of my two centre-backs. I think that anyone who's watching the season would know exactly why he's in this team. It was just dreadful. Norwich were bad overall, and I think there's maybe a couple of players that may have held themselves high. But overall, the whole team was simply awful. And Ben Gibson was by far the worst centre-back and the worst defender in his team. and Maybe even the worst player in his starting eleven. He was... Dreadful. And then the other centre-back is probably an easy one to guess. It's Harry Maguire. I think <laughs> Harry Maguire has been definitely the the punching bag of, of rival fans. I think we've seen a lot of... I mean, I've always been a big back of him until this season. I've always thought he's done well and his price tag maybe been, the, been his downfall. Um, but I can't defend this season. He's been terrible. Um, I mean, I remember I, I, I went to the press box, watched Brighton Man U. With him and Fernandez look like broken men, um, and he just has made so many mistakes. More, he, he makes mistakes now and again, but this season he's made so many, and he's been benched even though he's Man U captain, and he's not started a few games, and he's just been truly terrible. Considering the penalty he scored in that Euros final and the tournament he had in general in that Euros, he was absolutely outstanding in that Euros, and to come back in the Premier League with the whole Man U team, not just him. To perform as bad as they have, they course their worst ever points total in Premier League history. is It's not good enough. And for man, someone who costs 80 million, someone who's the captain, for him to perform the way he did, 
I think he has to be in this team, and I think he was the easiest choice out of the whole starting eleven. Now, I'm going to keep with me for my left-back. Now, I mentioned to Ryan before, there will be one Arsenal player in this, <laughs> in this team, and that is Nuno Tavares. Woohoo! I think, I think <laughs> that... Um, I think Arsenal have had a very good season. I think Arsenal have had a season where they've gone beyond expectation. I think they were, if it wasn't for Rob Holding, they'd be in the top four for me. Um, <laughs> it's been an Arteta masterclass is what it's been. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's been a good year considering their expectations. No one thought they'd be getting top four. To, to miss it by a few points and really they, they did throw it away. But um, Tavrez, <laughs> for the games he played, he was just awful. I remember he played us and he made a mistake for one of the goals. I'm sure Ryan Aimor knows exactly how bad he is because they've watched him all year. Yep. And I think there's there's not really many other I could think of. I mean, there was Luke Shaw, you could argue maybe uh, any of the Norwich fullbacks um, or <laughs> any fullback for maybe Watford as well. But um, for me, Tavares has just been for sort of the, the hype that came in around him, sort of the small hype that was around him when he when he joined. Um, I, it's me, he hasn't been good enough, and he's proved that he's probably not Premier League level personally. Um, right, back to you, Ryan. Who is your Serie A left back? My Serie A left back is Luca Ranieri. Uh, plays for Salerno Tana, 27 appearances last season, one of the worst defenders in the league this season. It's just awful. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, Jonathan, who is your left back? I'm going with Nico Schultz again from Borussia Dortmund. We're going to keep this theme going strong. Was bought for over 25 million or so odd euros um, a couple of years ago, and his values somewhere around four million at this point. He had 16 appearances this year. Didn't do much. Uh, he's pretty much in this list solely for the reason where Jude Bellingham was caught on a hot mic, um, telling him some things I probably can't say <laughs> in this podcast about his lackluster play. So that's what we're going to go with. Fair enough. And then finally, Naeem, who was your left back? I've gone for Jose Luis Gaia of Valencia. You know, he, he only had to fly five clean sheets this season. He got sent off twice. You know, Valencia, they'll get a lot of yellow cards and red cards this season. They're very ill-disciplined this year. I want to keep it short and sweet. I'm going to go with him because if you get sent off twice in the season, you deserve to be in my worst team of the season. Fair enough. Now we're going to head to Armfield and have a slightly change of order here. So our first guy, we're going to give, again, we're going to give all our three midfielders at the same time. Um, so we're going to head to Jonathan first. So, Jonathan, who is your worst three midfielders of the season and why? Holding midfielder, I'm going to go with Emery Chan. Uh, I can't stop with this Borussia Dortmund train. It's just <laughs> so, it's so addicting. I watched him play live in person against Bayern Munich uh, in Bavaria, and uh, it was awful. Just, It's not his best position, I don't think. I think he's better as a center back. But Dortmund's had to plug him in there for a lot of games this season. Um, he's not built for it. And I felt like not only that performance against Bayern Munich in the second Der Klassiker of the season, but in some other games that I saw... Um, really open and, and really just got blown by by countless wingers and, and countless midfielders as well. I've got Gio Reyna simply because I feel bad for him. He had so many hamstring injuries. I think he was seen crying two different times uh, this season, two separate hamstring muscle injuries. So 
it wasn't that he played bad, but simply unlucky, unfortunate injury problems has to be in the team of the season because, you know, he hardly did anything, unfortunately, with these injury concerns. Finally, Marcel Sabitzer came over from Leipzig, was supposed to be Nagelsmann's guy and come in and really help out. Even when Kimmich and Goretzka were out of the squad, it was supposed to be Sabitzer's time to come in and actually do something. And he did absolutely nothing. Uh, continued the season. I think he's going to stay in Bayern Munich next year. It's his boyhood club, and he still loves the team and loves the area. But he's going to be back riding the bench no matter how good he plays because he's stuck behind Kimmich and Goretzka. So I think he needs to go somewhere where he can start because his role is clearly not best served as a bench player. So, you know, you're welcome, Marcel. You've made this worst team of the season. And next, we're going to head to Ryan. So, Ryan, give us your three worst midfielders. Well, two of these players are well-known. The other one is not, quite frankly. Uh, I'll go with him first. His name is Pablo Gaudamas. And he plays for... I don't know when I find it. Tension here is killing me. He plays for Genoa. And again, I've been maybe a little bit harsh because he only made 19 appearances. So he only made half the amount of games for this season for Genoa. And there are quite a few other options, to be honest. Could have gone with Kovalenko or Matej Linke, but I went with him just because I don't like his name. <laughs> Quite frankly, <laughs> it was it was so tough for, for that player. Um, this was a very hard teams to put together quite frankly these two next players though for me considering their reputations although they're getting a little bit old now they were both poor quite frankly this season first one is Arturo Vidal of Inter Milan and when I get his stats up I'll tell you why he only started two games but yeah he made 28 appearances which should tell you everything you need to know um, he did get one goal and a couple of assists, but he was well, well down or below in terms of the Serie A rated players throughout the season and just has lost it now. Uh, he is out of contract and be interesting to see where he goes, probably South America. And my next player, maybe one a former favourite of Andy, I don't know, depends, Lucas Laver. Oh, you can't put Lucas Lever in that. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm afraid I can and I have. Um, <laughs> obviously, plays it for Lazio and made a total of 35 appearances this season for Lazio. But in all of that time, he didn't get a goal. He got one assist, nine yellow cards, which is up there with some of the highest, and just had a very below average. He is 35, but for him, it was a very below average season, only 6.49 rating as well. So it was a toss up really between him and Archer of, of Juventus. But with Lucas Lever, he made a lot more appearances. So he is the final midfielder for me. If, if you're listening, Lucas, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, I hate having any anyone badmouth you, but um, I don't watch Serie A enough. But um, apologies, nevertheless. Um, right, over to me now. Premier League. Um, so my first player is another Norwich player. 
Billy Gilmore. Uh, came in on loan from Chelsea. Remember, everyone, we all know how he played when he first played for Chelsea. When we got man of the match against Liverpool in the FA Cup, he came in to this Norwich. I was with Alfie. You've seen as a move that would help him develop his game for come back to Chelsea. But frankly, the fans don't seem to like him. Uh, it's been actually quite a disgraceful chance against him. But overall, um, he's not been good enough. He's not been. He's not on game time really for most of it. Um, I think. Can't think of Daniel Fark or Dean Smith. They said that they weren't playing him because. He's not there. He's not Norwich plays on. He's a plays for a different club or something like that. But I think, yeah, from what he saw, and the fans didn't seem to take to him, and he's not had the best time of him. Bless him. But um, but Billy Gilmore for me, first player. Second player is a player that's just left his club. It's Paul Pogba. Now Paul Pogba, his stats will tell you that he had a good season. So Paul Pogba, his overall stats for this season were he had one goal nine assists but bear in mind in one in the first game of the season he got um a goal and he got four he got four assists in the first two games no sorry excuse me he got one goal nine assists but with the exception of the first two games where he got no goals and five assists the rest of the season he had one goal and four assists for the rest of the entire season and he constantly moaned he constantly had terrible body language once again and Here's a fun fact for you. On fancy football, bear in mind there's 30 players on each page. Paul Pogba was on the fourth page of midfielders for points scored on fancy football. How bad is that? Paul Pogba for me, I think, for me, if I was Man I think good riddance. He's not been consistent enough. He's not had that effect we all thought when he when he came up. Frankly, I don't think he even wanted to be there when he joined. If you look back at his signing, his body language... At times, doesn't look great when he first, even when he first signs. Um, so for me, Paul Pogba has to go in because once again, took the place out. Peed off his whole fan. his whole season was was simply because of that one game against Marcelo Bielsa. So Bielsa did it all for him this season. Yeah, because again, without him, he'd have he'd have um, one goal and four assists for the entire season. If it wasn't that one yeah. game, and to be. To have the at least less than 120th place in most points scored from midfield is not even the whole of the game on FPL. That says a lot about how he's been this season. And then finally, I've got a Man City player. Now, everyone's thinking, City, why is a player from there? They just won the league. But this player for me hasn't been what they paid for. I've gone for Jack Grealish as my attacking mid because for him to cost 100 million to score three goals all year and one be a deflection and one be off his shin, deflected off his shin. It's not good enough, and he's a player I love to have a go at. I think, frankly, he's um, all talk, no walk. But I think for him to slag off Bernardo Silva on the trophy break, albeit whilst intoxicated, and to say that we performed much better when he wasn't playing, and frankly, you've been terrible all season long, and you've not been worth your money. I think it's disgraceful. So Jack Reedish, for that reason alone, as well as your stats you've got for the money you paid, straight into my team. Um, Finally, Naeem, who are your midfielders? Right, so the first one I've gone for is another Valencia player. Sorry, Valencia fans. Um, I've gone for Hugo Guillian. Uh, along with Jose Luis Guy, he was actually sent off twice this season. Um, part of the midfield of Valencia. They, they, they didn't do too much this season. Then I go with him as one of my first worst midfielder. Second one is Antonio Poetas of Granada. Uh, he's obviously part of the Granada team that got relegated this season. 
He he was kind of he did kind of play more on the right wing side, but he is a natural centre midfielder. Um, he only was only involved in seven goals this season, so it's not really that good if you're you know being pushed to play on the right wing. So I've gone for him. Uh, the last one I've gone for is Mamadou Luam. He plays for Deportivo. They finished rock bottom rock bottom in the league this season. He's on loan from Porto and he only recorded two goals this season. So yeah, I've gone for him as my third and final worst midfielder this season. Okay, okay. Now on to our front threes in our teams. So we're firstly heading to right midfield or right wing, you could say. So Ryan, who is your right winger? My right winger was Jose Calahon of Napoli. Just did not offer enough throughout the course of the season. Again, he is another player that is, you know, getting on a little bit now. But even so, like he's in a Napoli team that's, you know, full of talented players, and the fact that he made thirty appearances in total, and he only scored one goal and got two assists, that's nowhere near good enough. And I'm sorry, I've completely messed that up. He doesn't play for Napoli; he plays for Fiorentina. Well, well, well. That's not good. <laughs> well, that's um, that's getting kept in. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. That's not good. I, I apologise to the Napoli fans for that one, if any of them are listening. I didn't mean to disrespect your club, but he does, in fact, play for Fiorentina. He used to play for Napoli. That's where the mistake happened. Fair enough. Um, right, over to me. Now, my weight winger is once again, I'm loving this episode, but once again, is a man new player. Marcus Rashford is my right winger. Um, I, mean, I I praise awful lot Saka for the last episode about how he's massively overcome that penalty miss and how he's just, in the end, he's actually got better since it. But Rashford, the other way completely, he has not, he scored four goals and two assists in 25 games in the league, uh, only one goal in other competitions. I think that, for me, I'm saying all this, but he'd actually be the one player I'd take from, from Man U at Liverpool purely because I think what he brings off the pitch would be something Klopp would love, and I think Klopp could turn it around. But I think this season he's been dreadful. I think there's a the potential that he could have been another victim of being played too much, too young. Um, good song, that is. Um, I, I do think that <laughs> he, he will eventually turn it around, I think maybe it's just an off year, because he has been good ever since he came into the league at such a young age. But I do have a fear that maybe, you know, maybe he has, maybe he's burnt out a little bit. But I think that, you know, Ten Hag is coming with a good reputation at Man U, uh, from the home time at Ajax coming into Man U. So I think that he could potentially get the best out of him once again, but it's whether he actually does rate him or whether he will even play him, because, you know, if you still like a player, you often don't play him. So it's tough because I think Rashford is such a great person. He's so much that's good off the pitch. He's a great role model for young kids in terms of all he does, especially during lockdown. Uh, but it's sad that he has had a bad year because uh, he is the only, the only, only real likable player on that Man U team. Um, apart from Lingard, but he's going now. Um, right, next up, we're going to Naeem again. Naeem, who is your right winger in this team? Might be a little bit of a controversial one, but... Oh, here we go. I'm looking forward to this. Who have you got? <laughs> I've gone for Joe Felix of Atletico Madrid. Oh, that is a mm. real shocker mm. there. Ooh. Yeah, 
Right, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> right, he did actually, he managed one more goal than he did last season, obviously in a title-winning team. But this season, I don't know, like, he he hasn't played that many many games this season. I just don't, I just don't think, I don't think that Simeone's system really suits him. I think he suits a team more like, like a Barcelona or a Man City because he's got the potential there. But I don't know, man. So I think it's just a system that he's in. Just he's not, he's not fulfilling his full potential. And you know, I want to see, I want to see more from him next season. But I think he needs to move away, move, get a move away. But where they spend so much money on him, Atletico Madrid are going to want at least half that back from him. So I've gone for him on my right wing, unfortunately. Oh, that well, that is the first real controversial take. Maybe Jack Lewis might be one as well, but. That is the first real controversial take of this episode. So I'm looking forward to the fan reactions from that. Especially yeah, backlash now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll put um, the banners across the Euro trips Twitter page saying, Night him out. Yeah, get him out. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Jonathan, who is your right winger from the Bundesliga? Well, in my front three, I've actually gone with three strikers because I wanted to make this team. Not only is it the worst team of the season, but I wanted to make them line up in as worst and incomprehensible way as possible. So I've got a striker, number nine, Davy Selka from Hertha Berlin, who couldn't play any other position in the world other than a center forward if he wanted to um, as my right winger. Um, I really don't have any words for this. Hertha Berlin, Hertha Berlin fans would understand when you have Selka, Suat Sardar, and Kevin Prince Broatang as your front three and all your hope rests in them. Um, you have a pretty sorry life. And so I feel terrible for them. And um, Davy Selka is is getting older now. And yeah, he shouldn't be a part of this team. Fantastic. So we're now heading to our front, our strikers of our front three. Now, I've also, like you, Jonathan, have gone for a, a striker and a uh, at my left wing position, purely because I want to get him in. But my striker is Romelu Lukaku. I think, obviously, we all know from the last episodes that he was my worst signing of the season. Obviously, he got the unanimous vote. So he has to be in this team somewhere. And I'll say the points again. He had eight goals last year in the Premier League. scored 15 goals in all competitions in 44 games. But I'm going to want to list you the teams he scored against this year, these 15 goals. Twice against Zenit St. Petersburg, he scored against... Al Halal, Palmeiras, he scored against uh, Arsenal team in Dire Straits at the time. Aston Villa, uh, he scored against Brighton. He scored against Wolves. He scored against Leeds. He scored against Chesterfield, Luton, and Middlesbrough. I mean, if that doesn't say how bad it's That's some quality. Team, that's some quality. It's, <laughs> it's literally like that is actually, he scored against all the easy teams. Yeah, that, that doesn't include Arsenal, but mo- every other team <laughs> he scored against. I mean, Aston Villa, they were in dire straits at the time as well. Brighton had a good start, but they've, at that point, were really tailing off. So, literally, like, they, Chelsea looked much better the whole season when Havertz played in the, in the false nine position. He, he he moaned all year. He moaned publicly he wanted to go back to Inter Milan. He fell out with Tuchel. He made a right fool of himself all year long. Many times he had the least touches on the whole pitch, less than the goalkeeper. He was simply awful. And Lukaku, you are a moaning little little winch bag. And I'm glad you're going back to Inter Milan because, quite frankly, no one wants you in the Premier League. Um, Jonathan, 
over to you. Who is your striker? Striker, I've got Wout Weghorst coming in. Uh, only played half a season at Wolfsburg. I actually wish I could put Mark Van Bummel, uh, their former coach, in as he was only around for about 13 games. Uh, everyone saw that coming. But Weghorst is extremely well-deserving as well. Everyone was upset with him at the club and his refusal to get the COVID vaccine. So, of course, where did they ship him off to? Bloody Burnley out of all places. So, to no one's surprise. Um, and, yeah, he didn't do too much there. They may or may not have gotten relegated. And I don't think anybody in my team could be more deserving than Vout Vakors for this list. Fair enough. Um, potentially more from him later on. Um, Naeem. Who is your striker? I've got for a striker that um, he had a he had a good um, season last season, but this season I don't know what's happened. Um, he's not even hit double digits for goals this season. You know he's their main striker, but I've gone for Alexander Isaac of Real Sociedad. Uh, like I said, yeah, he has a, he done well last season, but yeah, this this season the goals seems to have dried up, and I'm kind of glad that Arsenal didn't sign him because yeah, it would have been a bit of wasted money, but. Yeah, he, he's he's been um, he's been poor this season, and yeah, he needs, he needs to fix up next season. And yeah, we'll see what he can do. But yeah, if, if you're striking, you're getting not even double digits in the league. Then yeah, you you deserve to be my worst team of the season. You got player of the year, didn't he, Ryan? Isaac, didn't he get player of the season? The season before, Hans. Yeah, he got like I think about nineteen uh, goals last season, he and this he season he only got about nine. You guys, that- I was, I was referencing, referencing Ryan's prediction for um, him getting, was it player of the season or top scorer? Oh, right, yes, yes. <laughs> you're, not, you're not funny or clever, Mr Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like I've been, I feel like I've been in a very argument, like, sort of very critical mood of these players, but also very, I don't know, I feel like I've just been in a real wake up and choose violence sort of mood today. I don't know what's going on, really. <laughs> they need us to be criticised, though, quite frankly, they've all been shit, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Finally, yeah, Ryan, who's your who's your striker? Well, I did have one who was locked in, but I've now changed my mind actually because I think it's a bit unfair considering this player dropped down to Serie B in the January transfer window. It was uh, Simi who last season I spoke about quite often in the fact that he was brilliant for Crotone, scored over twenty goals throughout the season, and you know looked a really, really top player. And uh, he he went to Salernitana and basically did nothing. He played 19 appearances for the first bit of the season uh, in total for Salernitana. And he scored one goal. Um, they then shipped him off on loan to Parma in Serie B didn't really do much for them either so he was going to go in there but I've actually changed it and I've gone with Patrick Cutrone formerly of Wolverhampton Wanderers and AC Milan made 28 appearances in total for Empoli last season only scored three goals which is an abysmal return really for a player who he has quality there but I can see I don't know there was early promise there but he's moved around to a number of clubs now and none of them seem to have worked. So I do wonder what is next for him. He's only 24 still, so he has got time on his side, but we'll see. But I've gone with Coutrone. 
And then finally, our final position is left wing. Now, we're going to go ahead to you first, Naeem. Who is out wide for you? Right, um, Athletic Madrid fans are going to hate me, but I've gone for Antoine Griezmann. Um, he came back on loan from Barcelona to Athletic Madrid. You know, he spent quite a lot of years at Athletic Madrid. I thought he would have a bit more of an impact than he has this season, but yeah, he's just kind of just faded out this season. And yeah, th- this is his lowest goal tally um, since the 2009-2010 season. So it just goes to show like how bad of a season he has had. And yeah, I've gone for him as my left winger um, simply because of the fact he, we know how good a player is, but he hasn't shown it this season. And yeah, he deserves to be on my left wing. And then Ryan, who was left wing for you? Left wing for me was Moise Ken of Ooh, Juventus. Yeah, yes, well, <laughs> he made 32 appearances in total last season for Juventus and scored five goals, which is a pretty awful return. Again, someone who we know is talented. He has the ability there. We saw at PSG that he was able to score goals on a near regular basis, but this season he has not done anywhere near a good enough job for Juve, as has quite a few of their other players, to be fair. He's not alone, but to only get five goals and one assist in that many appearances with that many good players around you, not good enough. And he's my left winger. And our second to last player is going to be from the Bundesliga. So, Jonathan, who's that wide for you? Well, I felt my team was a little too, too poor and I wanted to be and have the best of the worst teams out of our lot. So I've gone with Erling Holland rumbling off the left side. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, he's a pretty bad season from him, um, considering all the muscular injuries that he picked up randomly about four or five times throughout the season. Should have had so many more goals, but simply for injury concerns. And even when he was on the pitch, he had a little bit of a goal drought there. So I've got him um, thundering off um, the left side of my 4-3-3. So I think that he rounds out my team pretty nicely. Wow, that is that's even more of a shock than the Jack Felix one. That is um, <laughs> not. I'm gonna put some sort of disclaimer in the tweet I put out with the poll before I put out. People are gonna be wondering why the hell is Haaland in your worst team this season. <laughs> <laughs> We've been more Madrid fans here. Um, now with left wing, my player put in because he's not made much of an impact since joining. We have our first double player. I've gone also for Val Veghorst and <laughs> wide. <laughs> so we got we may have the same player twice in our team of the season here. Um, yeah, I think Bernie. I mean, I think I'll sell him. Gonna... I'll sell him for twenty million. Oh. Who would make that mistake, eh? Who would make that silly mistake? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was scandalous they sacked Sean Dyche, but to sell their striker to, at the time, their relegation rival Newcastle and Chris Wood was really stupid. And then they brought in their calls. We came in with people thinking he might be, he's obviously a big lad, but everyone thought, oh, yeah, he's going to fit in straight away with Sean Dyche's system. He started off all right. They only got two goals since he joined. And frankly... That is probably a big factor towards why he went down because he missing Chris Wood, they were missing those goals, and he frankly wasn't up to the mustard, frankly. And he, he may do a Mitrovic, he may do well in the championship, but um, at the same time, he was simply awful. And Burnley, in the end, 
go down. I think if they'd kept Chris Wood and not bought Veghorst, I think they would have stayed up personally. I think Chris Wood would have done the business for Burnley. Maybe not Newcastle, but he would have done it for Burnley. Um, but yeah, that is our conclusion of our teams. So we will want to put, put these out on Twitter and we will give you next week, in our next episode, our results and polls in both the part one and part two episodes. So this has been our worst team and best teams of the European seasons. I have been Andy. This has been Ryan. This has been Naeem. This has been Jonathan. You've been listening to the Eurotrips podcast and we will see you next time.